Welcome again to another episode of the Shadoof Podcast, where we use fascinating research to help you make better business decisions. I'm Dustin Harding. And I'm Weston Smith. We are your hosts. The spooky episode. Oh, it's so spooky. So <laughs> spooky. Do you have any irrational fears, Dustin? Mice. Mice? You're afraid like, of mice. I'm afraid of mice. Like, I think mice are disgusting, but you're actually afraid of them. I, yeah, I, mm. spiders don't bother me at all. Mm. Bugs don't bother me at all. Mice, I haven't had really very many occasions with rats. I'm sure rats would drive me crazy, too. Oh, yeah. But, but mice, yeah, I don't yeah. like them. Hmm. Balloons, balloons, just just like alone with balloons when they just randomly start okay. moving, like that's kind of weird. Their that's weird. Quasi gravitational defiance, yeah. Slash, yeah, like yeah. they're kind of like they kind of move with every single gust of wind. Yeah, that bothered me when I was young, and so I'd I would pop them, you know. Yeah. But, but what about what about you? Uh, so my fear would be Lord Voldemort from Harry Potter. Really? But instead of regular five-fingered hands, he has small T-Rex heads. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that that would be what I'm most afraid of. It is uh, very irrational. So that, that <laughs> if I ever saw that, I would I would go to pieces. <laughs> but yeah, no mice, yeah, mice are pretty scary. <laughs> And balloons, man. Balloons Balloons get me every time. Sorry. Come on, I was getting real. I was sharing these real Real. fears. And then you just treat this like a joke. Like it's just some exercise. uh. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. I mean, spiders kind of creep me out. They make me uneasy. But yet I respect them. I find them fascinating, even if they, you know, kind of creep me out. So we're talking about fear today. Speaking of fear, a lot of people are afraid of death. Mm-hmm. Coming face to face with our own mortality, right? And you you found some interesting research with uh, with death, right? Yeah, like so old old style research. I think we were talking about like the difference between coffins and caskets. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, technically the words can be interchangeable, but coffins generally mean you know like the hexagonal kind of shape, larger on the top and kind of taper in towards the bottom towards the feet and then caskets are more of like the box the rectangle box Mm. and i thought it was interesting considering what we're doing here at shadoof because like in the 1800s they they switched over from having it to be that like hexagonal shape into more of a square shape and and the feeling was is because the hexagonal shape is more uh, is more anthropoid it reminds you more of a human figure and so psychologically people it would remind them that a dead person is there and it would kind of just give them an uneasy feeling so they changed the shape rectangular then it kind of seemed more like a comfortable bed and when mm. and when you're displaying the body it looked more like they were resting not that they were not that they were dead you know yeah 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 it's interesting too because Nathaniel Hawthorne actually was opposed to to casket he said it compels a person to shrink from the idea of being buried at all so apparently he didn't like the fact that we were trying to shy away from the concept of death, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, you know, because now it's rare here in North America that you see anything besides just a rectangular casket. Right, right, right. right. Anyway, so I just thought if we had been able to do like some market research back then to kind of like <laughs> figure out why or what to kind of help give rhyme or reason to it. Um, at this point now, it's kind of more historical. Yeah, I mean, now it's become so 
old fashioned like you think coffin you think vampire right, right. so it's changed so much now with the arms crossed <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, over yeah. the chest yeah. right but but <laughs> it'd be it'd be interesting if we were there during that time to be like okay let's test out like coffin or casket and see which one provided most comfort to family members <laughs> right so we wanted to do just kind of like a fun study Halloween time's coming. We wanted mm-hmm. a little spooktacular episode. And so we were thinking, like, what are the, the effects of being scared? Like, how might that affect your day-to-day life or day-to-day spending? This is kind of cool because it, it demonstrates how studies don't always work out work out perfectly. Right. You know, and you have to kind of test things and tinker with things until you've 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 figured it out a little bit more. Right. So so the overall idea behind this it's it's, again just kind of fun to to see whether or not being scared increases the amount you're willing to spend on candy and sugary items okay okay perfect for halloween now are we talking scared like oh i just got like i just got startled i just got surprised or are we talking like like an uneasy feeling uh i mean for these studies it's probably it's more like more like spooked out okay it was like a creepy feeling. Creepy kind of feeling, thing. yeah. So we tried to study where, just like the other experiments that we've ran, we had two conditions. So people took the survey and they're randomly assigned to one of these two conditions. So they either wrote about their past week, that's the control, or they wrote about a spooky story that either they experienced or a family or friend experienced. Mm. And then we had some candies at the end of the survey and asked how much they'd be willing to spend for the candies. What we ended up finding is uh, not much. Not much, huh? Not much. Yeah, like if anything, it was kind of like the opposite direction, which doesn't really make sense. I mean, a lot of times research with caloric intake, so how much food we consume, typically says when you're in a kind of a negative state, if something affects you negatively... You try to compensate for those negative feelings by With, intaking calories okay, uh, or sometimes by spending or different things like that. So it's, you, you compensate. That's where we it. get the comfort food, right? That's where we get the comfort food. So the question was, do we find comfort in food after being scared, right? And we didn't really find anything okay. uh, for that first study. Now, the thing is, though, we asked them to indicate how scared they felt. And we didn't even get anything there. So so it kind of told us, okay, this didn't really make people feel scared writing about these spooky stories. Okay. So you guys can see, like, when we set up these studies, they can be very temperamental. Like, yep. a change in the wording or what mindset you're trying to create, like, it, it's difficult. Like, these have to be kind of crafted very carefully. Yeah. So in this study, we weren't able to apparently make the participants have that feeling of being scared. So then when we ask and see how it affects their propensity to purchase this candy, it doesn't show anything. Yeah. Then we thought, okay, well, how do we actually get people to feel scared? Like, writing a story isn't doing it how do we get them to feel scared and videos can be really effective you get you get music you get it can uh, evoke an emotion you can evoke emotions more readily than just writing a story so our next version of this study similar but people either saw a nature video or they were assigned to the scary condition and they saw this it was like a two-minute um scary short video short kind of spooky story Uh, yeah it's called It's called Whisper Horror Short. So if you want to take a look at it, it's uh, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty spooky. Kind of Spooked. an eerie little yeah, short uh, film. Yeah. So this time definitely got people feeling nervous. This video 
increased how scared they felt by 130%. So we definitely got results that time in how nervous they felt. Wow. I haven't heard these results, so I'm pretty excited. Okay, yeah. Now, speaking of temperamental things, so we look at, okay, how did this impact candy? And it's it's not really, it wasn't really clear like really? at first. Yeah. Directionally, we were getting there, but at we first. Didn't, we, it was close to being, you know, in research, we talk about significance. So, okay. um, you know, significance is about like the likelihood that what you're seeing is due to chance. I gotcha. Right? One thing can outperform another one, but it could be totally due to chance. You know, right. you and I could have a, a coin flipping contest to see who could flip the most heads. And just because I flip the most heads yeah. after 50 times doesn't mean I'm better at flipping heads than you are. Right. Um, it, it's completely due to chance, right? Yeah. And so the magic number in research is 0. 0.05 is that, that p-value number. So you want something that has less than a 5% likelihood of being due to chance. Right. Okay. And we weren't quite getting there, right? But, you know, as you look through data and as you, you, you think more and more about it, and I found that there were um, several people that saw this spooky video, but then yet when we asked them how scared they felt on a scale of one to five, they just put one. So these are like people that are just being like macho, like, mm, that didn't scare me at all. You know, they were, they were just weird responses. Because I mean, even if you're like a macho person, like at least give it a two out of five. Come on. Yeah, you're not just like, completely indifferent, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> like so when we take a look at it without those weird individuals, then, then you actually do start to see differences. Um, and, uh, and being scared, um, it actually, in that scared condition, it increased their, their spending by about 40% for, for candy. Wow. Yeah. So once you're looking at just the area of participants that were affected and did get into that fear mindset. Yeah then it did increase their desire to <laughs> to consume candy. Yeah, and, okay. and, when, and when, you, when you look at this, it's kind of cool. Like, So when you look at that scale and how scared they feel for, on a scale of one to five, if you, can, if you can bump how scared they feel just by one point, then they're willing to spend about you know, 40 cents more on the candy. No right? way. So yeah, if you, if you bump that <laughs> up a few, then you're going into a dollar more. You know? so it's just kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you already have an idea, but is this like, were we, are we conditioned this way? Or is this just kind of by nature? I don't know. Like what's going, what's going on? Yeah. Here? So, I mean, there's, there's like evolutionist theories, you know, right. that, that these things come from our far, far ancestors, right? right? Where, where, when we were nervous or when, when we had negative things happening, um, that, that often was was a was a cue for hey we, we need to we need to stock up on food we need to fatten up we need Correct. to prepare like for the winter in a way for these negative times because gotcha. it may impact our ability to um, forage and get get food and, or and like hunt there's a lot to be afraid of around us and that fear kind of increases so maybe we need to eat so we have energy to run yeah and <laughs> yeah no energy to run you know uh, we have this storage we have more fat to burn right okay uh, and so so evolutionists they'll reference this and you know that that's kind of their explanation that, that's their explanation i think it's a pretty decent explanation you know things sure. carry carry on from our ancestors yeah you know? yeah i i think that's pretty plausible i mean on the flip side it could be you know 
we're just conditioned, you know, because we because we're consumers and we, you know, maybe we have like almost like a Pavlovian response, like mm. to say like, oh, we feel fear, let's eat something. Like, yeah, we feel fear. It's like Halloween, and we eat candy on Halloween. Right. You know, that could be like another explanation. For right. This. The candy companies, they, you know, yeah. they've conditioned us. They to... created <laughs> Halloween to for marketing purposes. Right. Which good on them, you know? <laughs> yeah. How smart. So if you're in the candy or food industry, you know, uh, Halloween, of course, is a great time, not only because of marketing purposes, but maybe people are getting a little spooked out and their need for calories is uh, increased. They're, they're looking to you for, they, for comfort. They're looking for comfort food. <laughs> so obviously be mindful of that. But also, you know, as uh, most businesses of products or services, like, Try to keep in mind how people's emotions may be driving their desire for your product. Emotions impact our decisions daily, right? right? And how you're displaying your product, too. All of this has an effect. Right. And I think another good takeaway from this is just to kind of show our process of how we create a study and try and find things that might have a counterintuitive result. Yeah. You know, we, try, we try and look for those. But as we kind of said in the beginning, like, sometimes we set these up and we don't find anything. We just can't be afraid of failure. Ooh, I like that. You worked that in well. <laughs> uh, and feel free, like, ask us questions. If you're wanting to do some research and, and you're unsure where to go, like, we're, we're happy to help. Um, and, yeah. uh, and continue to follow us. And please subscribe. Comment on this podcast post if you have questions. Right. Feel free to email us, info at shadoof.org. And some of these studies that we're talking about, they're kind of like the first generation of these studies. And then sometimes they can lead to other cool aspects. So if you have an idea of how this could apply in other areas, you know, we can totally test it out. And we would love to do that. Yeah. If you'd like to test any of these ideas in your own company, in your own organization, like we'd love to help set that up. Ooh, let us that, know. That'd that be is, cool. That'd be way awesome. That'd be a fun collaboration. And of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor as always, the Woodbury School of Business. Also, we'd like to thank Julian Terry. He was the writer and director of the scary story that we used in our study. So Yeah, thank you. You definitely got people spooked out, <laughs> including a few of our research assistants who flew off their chairs that's right so everyone have a happy spooky season and uh we'll see you next time on the podcast Podcast. (laughs) see you next time guys (laughs) 